Listening to this podcast is a beautiful way to gain insight and learn actionable steps that you can carry forward in your own life. But what if I told you there was a way for you to join in on the conversation? Well, here is your formal invitation to do just that. You can tap into a very free online community of like-minded people who came here to do the very same thing you did when you clicked play on this episode, to heal, grow, and expand their knowledge. And they are just as excited to talk about what they are hearing on this episode. I would be so honored to have you join us each week in a live group call over on the Peanut app. And if the thought of having to talk to a group makes you want to bury your head in the dirt, don't worry. Your participation is absolutely not required. You are more than welcome to just listen in on the live pod. If you are new to the Peanut app, it is a safe space for women to connect. Whether you're navigating fertility, pregnancy, motherhood, or just seeking a supportive community, Peanut provides access to that community filled with like-minded individuals who are there to listen, share information, and offer valuable advice. And they just so happen to have a live podcast feature, which is where you will find me discussing these topics among that community. The link for the Peanut app and my Root and Rise Peanut group are in the show notes for you. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on today's episode and introducing you to this loving online community that I've built. And if you have any suggestions for topics you want to discuss in future pods, I would love to hear from you. Now, let's get into the show. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Root and Rise podcast. My name is Brienne, and with each episode, I intend to plant some seeds of insight, help you water them with love, and send you off with a little extra light to help you root and rise. Today, we are talking about reparenting ourselves. But first, I would like to acknowledge you, my listener and friend, for being here with me today. You are the reason for this podcast. I appreciate your presence, and I'm really excited to help you root and rise. I am a parent who is reparenting myself. I started my reparenting journey before I had my first child and have continued this healing into parenthood. And now I'm here to share the lessons that I've learned along the way. It's my hope that you can take this insight and carry it forward into your healing journey as well, no matter where you are at along the way. To learn a little bit more about me and how I can relate to this topic, here's a quick backstory. Some of you might already be familiar with it, that's why it's going to be quick. I am a motherless daughter and a motherless mother. My mother neglected me and my emotional needs as a child and then just completely abandoned me. I spent over a decade attempting to have a relationship with her after she left to mean something to her. She eventually passed away when I was pregnant with my first baby in 2020. I never had any closure, answers, or understanding. If anything, I was brought more pain and confusion upon discovering she had signed official court documents stating that we were estranged an entire decade before her death. You know, that decade that I spent trying to have a relationship with her. I talked a lot about that in my mother wound episode. Not having the proper care, attention, or love that we need as children can impact who we are and how we show up in relationships, or as parents when we grow up. We are left with unmet needs, a lack of self-esteem, or even possibly very real traumas to overcome. And because we were not shown from our caretakers the love and attention that we deserved, we may not know how to give that to ourselves, let alone to others. Being a parent with generational trauma handed down to you is incredibly challenging. 
though I try to view it as a gift. This is only possible on my best days. Definitely not all days. Our children can be our greatest teachers, bringing up the areas of our lives that need attention and healing. While we can absolutely grow from these new pieces of awareness, it's not always comfortable or fun to work through, especially while trying to meet your child's needs at the same time. I talked about reparenting ourselves in my episode on the mother wound. I will be sure to link the episode in my show notes for you, but I felt like this topic needed its own episode because not everybody has a mother wound, but a lot of us still need to learn how to reparent ourselves. And if you love what you hear on today's episode, just wait. I have an upcoming episode with Cynthia Noy, who has quickly become a friend of mine. Cynthia shares another impactful and powerful exercise for healing your inner child that I know you will benefit from. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss out on that episode. Now, back to today's episode. We are going to talk about what reparenting yourself is, what it looks like, and how to identify the areas that need your attention. These areas are often referred to as your inner child, which we will dive deep into understanding today. I share my top lessons that I have learned through years and years of therapy and reparenting myself, and what it looks like to reparent yourself while parenting your children. The goal in today's episode is to guide you towards generational healing. And remember, the healing journey is never linear. There will be ups and downs, peaks and valleys, What we do in those good moments and the bad moments can keep us moving forward, or they can set us back. I'm here to help you keep moving forward, so let's dive right into it. We have to first understand what I mean when I use the terms inner child and reparenting. Everyone has an inner child. It's every experience that you've ever had in life, positive or negative, So when we are talking about reparenting an inner child, it's often speaking to those negative experiences in our life. And just because we're calling it a child doesn't mean that it's limited to your experiences between any certain age range. It's also your experiences that you faced as a teenager, young adult, or any previous years of your life. It's any area of your life that your needs were not met, where you were hurt or even endured trauma. Reparenting yourself is referring to how you acknowledge, validate, care for, and heal the wounded inner child experiences. It's how you choose to nurture or parent those wounds. I will share a practice that has helped me in today's episode, as well as another practice in my upcoming episode with Cynthia Noy. I also recommend therapy, as I do with every other mental health or personal growth topic. My reparenting journey began in therapy. I still have a therapist to this day that I can turn to when I need it. Therapy is always a good and healthy idea, regardless of where you're at in life. Reparenting your inner wound is crucial to your healing journey. If you keep walking through life with these wounds, traumas, and unmet needs, it will leak out into other areas of your life. You'll begin to see it in your relationships, friendships, family, work, and parenting should you choose to have children. I also want to point out that there's no wrong time to start reparenting yourself. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. It's never too late to begin your healing. You will hear from my experience in this episode about healing before I was married or had children. And you'll also hear from Cynthia in that future episode about starting her journey after that. Healing happens when you are ready and aware. Just try to be open for that call when it comes. 
Now that we know what the inner child is and why it's important to reparent those parts of ourselves, how do we find the inner child? One of the best and most uncomfortable places to start is when you notice yourself feeling triggered or feeling very reactive or emotional as a response to something in your life. Triggers themselves are important to dive into, but not the focus for today's episode. I have a whole other episode on how to deal with triggers that I will link in the show notes for you to check out after this. There are also free journal prompts for working through those triggers on my website that will be included as well. Your inner child can come up as a response to events in the media or someone else's behavior bringing up a strong emotional response from you. Our children are also very common sources for these triggers because as I said earlier, they are some of our greatest teachers. There is something about raising a child that will bring up all of the parts of your childhood that you have long forgotten. Whenever these emotional responses or triggers come up, that's a great place to start looking for your inner child, for the need that's not being met or the love and attention that you need. It's okay if you can't go there in that very moment, but take note, maybe write it down and explore it further once you are more emotionally regulated or chilled out. My therapist introduced me to finding my inner child by asking me to picture myself in one of my favorite and most relaxed settings which was a beach that I used to visit alone when I lived in Hawaii. She then asked me to picture myself at this place with no one else around, slowly and one by one to have different versions of myself join me and create a circle, really taking note of the different versions that walked into the circle. There's the child version of me, untouched by trauma but neglected by her mother, There's a teenager version of me who has experienced sexual assault and is lost and alone. A young adult version of me in an abusive relationship. She is unable to see her self-worth and accepting toxic behaviors that she feels she deserves. There is an adult version of me who has just left her abuser. Broken but empowered, finding herself and discovering her worth. There's a grieving adult daughter after the loss of her mother who left this earth with no closure. The pregnant version of me, the new mother, and all of the way up until this version of me that I am today. The one that entered the circle to begin with. Once all of these versions of yourself are in your circle, consider which one needs attention right now. What age are they? Maybe you've been recently triggered by something and one of these versions is a living source of this trigger like my version of being in an abusive relationship. Or maybe you've had something on your mind a lot lately, like I have with my mother's passing. Give this version of yourself space to be in their experience, to talk about their experience. What are they currently going through? And how are they feeling at this moment? What are their thoughts about themselves and their future? What did they need in that moment? This need might not have been fulfilled. This is a practice in identifying your inner child, listening to your inner child, and acknowledging your inner child. Look at this past version of yourself as your present-day self. Really meet them with compassion and love. What would you say to them? And what would these other versions of yourself say to them? Consider each version of yourself in the circle and whether or not they have input on the situation. The older, wiser versions might offer wisdom and comfort. And the younger, unaffected versions might offer simple and childlike yet 
honest input. This exercise is a beautiful way to introduce yourself to your inner child, every version of it, even the ones who are not children. You can absolutely use this exercise anytime you feel you need to reparent yourself because the act of offering wisdom, love, compassion, and validation to these past versions of yourself is reparenting yourself. But I understand we may not always have the time or be in a place where we have the capacity to go through this entire exercise. Once you become familiar with these versions of yourself, it might be easier to acknowledge which part of you is hurting, triggered, or requires your attention, and then begin meeting their needs. This felt very awkward and challenging for me when I first started. I couldn't identify which part of me was hurting, and that's okay. You don't need to know to be able to care for yourself. Just acknowledging that there's something in you that needs your attention is good enough. There are a few different things that worked for me in the beginning. These tools helped me to begin understanding what needs were unmet at that time. The first is feelings and needs cards. I'll have these linked in my show notes for you. There are specific feelings and needs cards that are designed to help you figure out what you are feeling and what your needs are in that moment. You can shuffle through these decks and look at all of the different options, things you may not have considered, and see if you can put a name to your feeling or your need. They have not only helped me personally, but have also helped my husband and I to better communicate with one another, and will one day allow the same for my children and myself. And number two is journal prompts. Using journal prompts really helped me too. I will share the journal prompts that I used on my website and in my show notes for you as a guide. I'd use these and write out my thoughts. Then I'd think about what guidance, encouraging words, love, or support that I would give to a loved one or a child coming to me with these thoughts. Number three, doing a brain dump. Doing a quick brain dump when feeling triggered or emotional can be super beneficial too. I mention this in a lot of my episodes because I'm a firm believer in the release that it can provide and the clarity that can come afterward. If you are not familiar with the process of a brain dump, it's exactly like it sounds. You are dumping everything from your brain. And I mean everything. Write down or type out every single thought, feeling, concern, or worry that you have for 5 to 10 minutes. Set a timer. Don't worry about grammar or spelling or whether it actually makes sense. And definitely don't judge what comes up for you. This isn't meant to be shared with others. You can go back through this brain dump and address each point as if a child or yourself as a child has written it asking you for guidance. And number four is talking to yourself. This sounds a little strange at first, but another thing that really helped me was to start a conversation with myself. It's just an internal dialogue, not as weird as it sounds at first. For me, it's honestly like sitting down, closing my eyes, and starting that conversation with myself. Stating a worry, a concern, emotion, or thought, and then picturing a child or myself as a child saying that, and considering how I would respond. Another important challenge to address is reparenting yourself while parenting a child, or even multiple children. I feel like a lot of the time we may not realize or be prepared for all of the ways that we will need to parent ourselves until a child comes along. You will see how you treat them and witness the love, care, attention, and nurturing that you give them. And see what that would look like to give to yourself. And you'll need to do it alongside them while you are triggered. Parenting yourself at the same time as parenting them. 
because like I keep saying, our children are our greatest teachers. They challenge us in ways that we have never been challenged before, and they can trigger our inner child in ways that we have never been triggered before. Because I was abandoned and my emotional needs entirely neglected, my biggest trigger with my child has always been his crying. On the one hand, the inner child in me is crying out for attention and being ignored. I hear it in his cry and can kind of relive it in a way. And on the other hand, I'm striving so hard to be different from my mother and my inability to soothe his cries quickly becomes a personal failure in my eyes. Even though it's developmentally normal for babies to cry, it's expected and says nothing about me or my parenting in that moment. I will still at my core feel like I am neglecting and abandoning him if I cannot stop his crying immediately. And don't get me wrong, I know that no one likes a crying baby, but I literally cannot handle it because of this trigger. Another hard thing to talk about is that sometimes you will feel jealous of how much nurturing, validation, and secure attachment that they receive. That's okay. It's the part of you coming up that didn't receive that. This is when it's really important to give yourself what you are giving to your child. The same compassion, care, and nurturing love. And sometimes you'll need to battle mom guilt in order to address your own triggers before addressing your child's meltdown. This is assuming, of course, that your child is not in danger, hurting, hungry, or needing some other basic need met. It feels odd at first, meeting your needs before your child's, again, apart from the child's more urgent needs, but it allows me to ground myself, to be a much more pleasant and present mother to my child. They feed off of our energy if we are chaotic, responding in a highly emotional or triggered way. They sense it. They take that same energy on and can somehow multiply it by like a thousand. Having to parent a child while reparenting myself has been challenging, but it has also given me a new perspective and somehow made my understanding of my needs easier. So if you are a parent, consider how you would talk to your child if they came to you with those feelings, thoughts, or needs that your inner child has. And please don't picture the perfect parent image that you may fantasize about having or being. Perfect parents don't exist. How would a healthy, secure, and imperfect parent approach this situation? How would you nurture and care for them? Now give that to yourself. Say those comforting and reassuring words that you needed to hear. Validate those feelings and remind yourself of the truth. That you are whole. You are worthy. You are good. Meet your needs. Do some self-care. Journal. Go for a run or take a nap. Whatever that looks like for you. There is a section on my website dedicated to self-care ideas and journal prompts. There is even a specific set of journal prompts for finding and healing the inner child. And while this episode isn't over yet, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss out on my upcoming episode with Cynthia Noy about her favorite exercise for healing the inner child. You don't want to miss it. In doing your part to actively end generational trauma, in reparenting yourself, and hopefully exploring all of this in therapy, you are turning generational trauma into generational healing. My aunt once told me that when you heal generational trauma... You are healing your lineage or ancestors' pain. You are healing your hurt mother, your hurt grandmother, and the healing continues on. 
but more immediately, you heal yourself and you heal the future generations to come. Thank you for tuning in to the Root and Rise podcast. As always, I am so grateful to have you here with me today. I hope that this has brought you some insight and inspired you to root and rise in your own life. I love hearing from you. So please follow me on Instagram at Root and Rise Podcast and be sure to send your comments, questions, or just reach out to say hello. I love making new friends. If you would like to review notes on today's episode, head over to rootandriseblog.com. Make sure to subscribe. And if you loved what you heard today or know someone who would benefit from hearing it, please take a screenshot and tag me to share this on your social media. My name's Brienne, and until next time, I'll be sending you so much light so you too can root and rise.